I mean, even though I'm tired, but yo, the minute I start spitting hate, I, I go, man. <laughs> okay. The minute you start spitting hate, that's that's pretty funny. Good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, so, man. So yeah, let's let me... start. What? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Then then let's talk about Obi-Wan. Listen, what can mm. I say about Obi-Wan? I'm gonna rate Obi-Wan an eight, and I'm being nice. Because Obi-Wan is supposed to be the shit, and because mm-hmm. they brought back Vader, and I have respect for Vader, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an 8. Episode 8, right? Episode, episode I 3? Mean, I mean, epi- episode 1 is an 8. Yeah. Episode 2 is a 7. Episode 3 is an 8.5. And the only reason why I'm, I'm giving it a 5 mm-hmm. is because Vader? James, Earl, yeah, James Earl Jones did the voice of Vader, and he came back hard. Mm-hmm. He really did. Oh my god, I have to be honest. The show is not a 10 for me, but it is an eight, and eight is good in my book. Eight is watchable, eight is enjoying freaking Vader. I thought he spoilers for everything. When Vader took he used the force and looked like he I thought he knocked down a whole bunch of glass, and I thought he was just gonna drag Obi-Wan through like a whole thing. I didn't know that it was freaking like oil or something. Yo, it looked like I I think it was like these weren't they like crystallized oil rocks? Yes, or some sort? that's what it looked like to me, like crystallized oil, or, or well, I didn't think it was oil. I thought they were just like, I thought it was glass because the sound that it made too, and I thought he was just gonna drag his ass through glass, and I was like, oh my god, that's so brutal. Okay, Yo. listen, and yeah. I I know I know third sister is Mag Ghetto, and I like her hardcoreness. But yo, I'm thinking to myself, is she from the South Bronx? Is she from Brooklyn? <laughs> like, yo, she's so hard, bro. She doesn't even look like she's from this galaxy. But I, I like be... her attitude. I like her attitude. You want you want to hear something? I don't like her whatsoever. I think she's very stiff. She is her acting is like I feel like when she says a line, like people are looking around her being like, Do you know what show you're on? <laughs> <laughs> this is an empire. This is honestly, a Star Wars show. Honestly, Granted, I I, for some reason, I think she's very pretty. I don't know why, but I do. That's, because, I like, you like hot, that's because you love hot chocolate. Cho- I love hot chocolate. <laughs> hot chocolate. I think she's, but I also think she's very like, but I think her acting is so, like, her motivations are interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, I don't know, it's the actor. She doesn't bring anything. It's not the character. It's really, it's, she's very stiff. And then I, when she's not stiff, it's at the wrong points that she's not stiff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to, I have to, I'm going to concur and I'm going to agree with you. Like, I think it's not even just her. I think it's all the actors. Like, I, I don't know. As I'm watching this show, right? Mm-hmm. I know, I, I know, you know, the rest of the gang was like, yo, you know, F the, the chills, the show's mm-hmm. dope, the show's sick, the show's fire. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there, right? I'm sitting there with wifey. Mm-hmm. And I mean, me and wife, you're both like hardcore Star Wars fans. I'm not gonna say like out of this world hardcore, mm-hmm. but hardcore enough to be like, I don't think Vader's coming in with his A game. Like, like well, you know, going back to him mm-hmm. dragging, going back to him dragging Obi Wan through the, the through fire, the, through the fire in the third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been more intense. I kind of felt like it was Michael Myers when he first landed. He didn't. He should have gotten the Imperial March right from the get-go. I think so. You know, make you feel like his presence is there and it's Vader and he's coming. 
I'll like, tell you. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, so this is so this is right before episode. This is right before episode four. Yes. Right. All this is happening prior to it. So mm-hmm. when you watch episode four, mm-hmm. you get the chills. You feel yes. that. You feel that fear. Yes. You know, absolutely. coming from Vader when you watch that original episode. But like mm-hmm. this one, I'm like, eh, all right. So it's Vader. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. May, you know, I'm thinking maybe it was me. Maybe me and wife were tired. But if you're mm-hmm. feeling like it's an eight, then yeah, something. I don't know. I feel like it's an eight, but it's a good eight. The way I say it is because like it's only it's only episode three. We're only on episode three. So Vader, like when Vader came in, what I liked was that we got the connection between Padawan and Master. He yeah. sensed him, and you felt it, and you could feel that Obi Wan has given up. He feels like he should be killed by Vader. He has given up, man. I, I and I, I, I kind of like that for this character because why else would he be? Because okay, after watching this episode, me and me and um, me and my wife ended up watching um, episode three, like in parts, because okay. she never, she's never, she's not a Star Wars fan really. She's seen the new stuff. She didn't really like it for good reason. The new stuff sucks. Yeah. Um, but like, she loves Mandalorian. She, she, we liked Boba Fett. And so I showed her basically the last movie, but in parts with all the important stuff. Okay. And she saw the lightsaber battle at the end of episode three, which is like amazing with both of them fighting over the river of lava. There's a reason why people talk about it. You're talking and about she, episode three? Yes. Of Re- Revenge of the... Uh, was oh, okay. Re- no, no. I, 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 sorry. My bad. I thought you were talking about the lightsaber fight in this episode three of Obi-Wan. No. Episode, episode three, the movie. Right. This is good. This is gonna get confusing very quickly. No, no, but listen, before you even go on, I just want to <laughs> yeah. throw in my two cents. That okay. lightsaber fight scene was trash. Okay, go on. That lightsaber scene was trash. It was fine. It was fine. I have to admit, it was fine. It was, I'm not, I wasn't expecting anything from it. That's the truth. I wanted, like, I really, it really shows how good of an actor. Um, anyways, hello, everybody. This is Geek Archive. I'm Ben. That's Colonel Frijoles. Back to Star Wars. Um, um, our names are there. You don't fucking know us. It's right there. Anyways. If you don't um, know us, shame on you. You should have been following <laughs> us from the gecko. Anyway, go on. Um, it shows how good his name is Ewan? Ewan McGregor? Anyway, McGregor. Yeah. It shows how good of an actor he is. Okay. Because throughout, if there's anything I have to say, there's, it's, it's everyone else around him that's pretty like, eh. But he is on point. He, he is on point. He plays that Obi-Wan that you kind of could see grow up, that you start a new hope, and he's that old man, old Ben, who's just like... He's a punk. And there's nothing I could do. I have given up. I have failed. And you know what it is? I see he's such a good actor, because you can see that with him, he's like, 
that line in the end of Revenge of the Sith where he's like, I failed you, Anakin. I loved you and you were my brother, and it failed you. You can see loser, that. Man. Yeah, he's he I like to see this defeated, this defeated samurai willing to take willing to take out his sword, but not willing to use it. Hence why Vader was taking it easy on him because he wants that revenge fight. Vader wants that final fight. Yo, Obi-Wan is such a Obi-Wan is such a punk in this series, yo. He let that other Jedi die, bro. That was disgusting. Which Jedi? Oh, that other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the random guy, that third sister was pulled out, you know? But the third sister wanted to be... Uh, I forgot. I, I, I got vibes off of her from episode one. I'm like, is she... Is she supposed to be like Mace Windu, but like Samuel Jackson's version, but like bad? I don't know what her story is, except that those five kids that were in there, that's why the other that's why the other guy is like um uh, what she calls him fifth brother or something she yeah, calls him. Yeah, fifth brother. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was I think he was also part of those little five kids that escaped. I really do think that um if that's a if that's something that maybe the internet has spoiled for like the world before it's actually like what's it called? That's kind of fucked up. Because that would have been a very good twist if we didn't know that was coming. That she yeah. was one of those kids. And if it is, if that's her motivations, that's very interesting. Again, it's not the character. It's kind of her acting in it. And the series for me is very interesting because it's very it's not like the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian's a Western. I'm waiting for the Mandalorian to come save this show. It's not gonna happen though. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Like this this show is slow paced, but it's purposely slow paced, and I kind of like that. Because we got a lot very fast in Mandalorian. Mandalorian's a Western. Shoot first, ask questions later. That's Darja Jin. That's him. Listen, and let me just say something. I just, wanted, I just wanted to throw another two of my cents. Uh-oh. When I'm at work, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's, this show aired Wednesday. It is now Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I always get feedback at the shop. Mm-hmm. I haven't got any feedback on Vader's presence, man. Like I don't think anyone's watching it. No, but I'm just saying, I feel like nobody's watching this show. You know what it is? This is the time of the year we're getting into, like, the summer season. Everyone's, you know what I mean? Like, this Listen, is... It could be it could be 90 degrees outside. Summer mm-hmm. school's going to start. Vacation's coming. But it's Obi-Wan, son. You, yo, you drop everything to watch this show. I know um, I did. Well, actually, I did. no, not really. Did I? No, we, we watched it that Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I, you know, I'm not a Stranger Things fan, so it's, I wasn't like I was looking forward to watching Stranger Things. So now, this was my. You, but if what? I tell you, you should sit down and watch the first episode of season four, even though you haven't seen any of the other ones. I've seen season one. No, no, but I'm just saying. But if you watch oh. season four now, oh that yeah, first, that first that first episode alone will show you. Listen, they even in the beginning they even put down. Uh, what a um a warning. They made it. I know they made it into a haunted house horror movie with freaking Freddy Krueger himself playing the bad guy. Yo, let me tell you something. The episode is fire, fire now. That but they put they put a they put a warning because everyone's pussies. That's why. No, but listen. <laughs> but what listen. warning was it? What if anything, they... if anything, three episodes of Kenobi are out. Then, well, mm-hmm. that one episode makes up for those three episodes of Kenobi. Yeah, but that's like you're on the fourth season of a of a very big show. This will be, you know, season one. That's probably going to be it. Just like Boba Fett, this is going to be one and done. 
he even said this is a long movie. That's what he, he said in an interview. This is a long movie. You know, uh, I need my space opera on, man. I don't want to see a bunch of kids with shitty haircuts running around fighting dragons. You know? Listen, those kids... Singing never-ending story? I'm tired of that shit. No, man, listen. Never-ending story. Listen, listen, listen. Check out that first episode. I won't steer you wrong. But anyway, let's talk about Obi-Wan. Let's, let's keep I, talking trash. Listen, uh, that for that, that, that third episode, right? When okay. Obi-Wan has to cross the border. Why didn't... After they kill all the stormtroopers... Oh, why, didn't okay. he, why, why didn't he just go around the the gate? There was such need, a big gap there. We need a badass scene with him shooting like pow. <laughs> That's all that was. Pow. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. I have one thing to say about the show, though. Something to say. The little girl playing Leia is doing a better job than Carrie Fisher did in her old age. I have to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Yo, honestly. The little girl's doing a good job. That little girl's 10 years old, and I'm like, really? You're going to talk to me like that? No way, son. Think about no it. For every, I was like, she's using she's using the force. She has no idea that she's using it. She's reading his mind. And that well, is... She needs, well, she needs un chancletazo, bro. Una chancleta what she needs, bro. She needs one of these. That's Mary. exactly what she needs. Una chancleta, bro. Like that. Like that. Oh, old, old school. Uh, Honestly, they, they really did. I don't know if you know the guy. The guy who captured her, the bald-headed white guy. Do you know who he is or no? The bald-headed? The bald-headed? Mm. Do you know who he is? Because that's the only reason why they gave him such a big part. Nah, I have to watch the episode again. I, I think I overlooked it. Okay, so he is very famous for two reasons. One, he's kind of a character actor that you'll see. He was in Back to the Future when he was younger. Um... He played Needles, if I remember, if you watch Back to the Future 2. But he is the bass player of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. 120%, man. That's Flea. One of my favorite bass players of all time. I'd have to go I, back and look. He, to, he is. to go back and look. But he was born and raised in Los Angeles, so he's been in movies, like, forever. All right. Um, but he is the bass player of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The only reason why they gave that guy so much screen time and put so much emphasis on him is because of that. He's not a bad actor. He's not a bad actor, but all when, right. you, when I see him, all I think is like this guy is like a stone cold hot rocker. That man is covered in weird ass tattoos. Yeah, but he didn't do much. All he did was chase this girl. Nah, yeah, that was it. All he did, but he he spoke more. He, I was. If you want to hear something funny? I was like. I feel like they should have gave him the part of third sister because he was more interesting, intimidating than the actual chick. She that came probably... off as kind of bratty. You know what I mean? Third sister? Yeah. That's her name, right? Third sister? She, yeah, third she sister. She's well, very she bratty. Feels, well, she feels like she's owed something, so I guess we got to see what she's owed. You want to hear something funny? My wife, when she goes on the building in episode two, my wife was like, what, is she about to do a Batman jump? <laughs> no, I don't even understand. She was like... like I was like, what was that? Yo, she was up there thinking she was the Dark Knight. I didn't Yo. say nothing. I, I looked at her and I was like, what is she, the crow? Honestly, bro, like she was up there on the tower. I thought, I thought the same thing when I was seeing. I, I Honestly, I didn't. It, ver, she verbalized it for me, but in my head, you I was like. would have been dope? Instead of her doing park parkour, she should have just jumped Assassin's Creed, bro, off the oh, building. That would have been cool. See, that now, if, cool. See, if I was directing this, there would have been several things that would have happened. That mm -hmm. chick would have fallen off Assassin's Creed. 
Mm-hmm. When Va- when Vader was fighting Obi-Wan and he's trying to drag him through the fire and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he tells the troopers, the stormtroopers, go get Obi. Mm-hmm. I would have just not even gotten him. I mean, I myself would have forced, choked him into the air and slammed mm-hmm. him across the fire. That would have been pretty cool. But he was toying with him. That, like, I'm okay with all the little, like, these little things in it because we get to see Vader in his prime. And I kind of like that we see that he's just toying with fuckers. He's freaking killing kids. You saw that shit? Snap that guy's neck. This he snapped one kid's neck. I want it more. <laughs> it's so fucked up. Give me. I want to see that kid. Hey, he is Order sixty six, man. Exactly. He is Order sixty six. Exactly. Ex- execute Order sixty six. Um, <laughs> I was watching it. Eliminate all those punk Jedi. Oh, eliminate all the all the Jedi. Um, I was watching it with my wife, and I kept like repeating lines from movie. She was like, "Will you shut up?" I'm like, "But I must feel the hate." <laughs> I, I love I love those early movies. They, they make me laugh. Um, but yeah, it, it was um, like I'm just preparing myself because if if we're looking at this like objectively, Episode One was here. Episode two. The only reason why episode two pissed me off is because he, she fucking killed the Grand Inquisitor. That pissed me off. I mean, she. I felt like there wasn't enough hate there. You know, it's like she's just like she's a like like she's like this whiny brat. Who just but yes, to- yes, exactly. No, continue. No, she's like this whiny brat who mm-hmm. just wants to climb up the ladder really quick because you know she she's. She's kissing up, you know, kissing up the Vader, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and what's what like what annoys me is that like remember okay so the Batman jump and all that stuff that would actually be cool if it was someone we actually liked though, you know what I mean? I, I agree. So like she's not like she's not doing cool things. It's not like she doesn't have cool motivations. It's the line delivery and the way she's acting. Like for instance. There was a line where I had to pause the TV in episode three, which I turned to my wife because I looked at him and I go, you see, you don't say a line like that because it makes you sound, it, it just off, it's off putting. So anyways, the line was basically, they were like, I'm going to go, I'll, I'll let, I'll inform Lord Vader. That's what she said. And the other guy who's played by Chang, Chang from, um, from Dr. Strange, you know that, right? Okay. That's, that's him. I think that's him. But anyways, he she goes. Oh, I you already informed. Brother, you mean the fifth brother? Fifth brother. There we go. I was trying to remember his name. I don't. I don't think that guy is being played by the uh, guy from Doctor Strange. Isn't it? Isn't that him? Or isn't that? Yeah, I mean, it looks, looks like him. It look it really looks like him. If it's not him, but he really does look like him. But anyways, fifth brother, and he goes. Oh, I, I um, I already informed. I already informed Lord Vader. He says, and she goes. If you want to take the credit. <laughs> go ahead or something along those lines. Yeah. You know, but the way she said it. So this entire time she's been bitching about not getting the credit the entire time. Right. Like, and she's been angry about it. She says to him, if you want to take the credit, go ahead. You've been bitching this entire time. And now you're going to just whisper it. Like if it's no fucking big deal. Well, because I think she already had plotted that she was gonna kill him. She looked—I mean, she looked like she didn't care because she had something else up her sleeve. I don't, honestly, and that's the thing is that you don't. When you look at a character and a character is like talking, like the Grand Inquisitor, 
or Obi-Wan or even freaking Darth Vader or Anakin when we see him for those four or those, you know, those couple minutes that we see him without the mask. You could tell what's going on. With Anakin, you could tell that straight up, Obi-Wan has no idea what the fuck is coming for him and he thinks I'm dead and this motherfucker is going to get it. When Obi-Wan is just has his lightsaber up and he's not really defending himself, he, he's basically telling Vader, fucking kill me. Just kill me already. Anytime she speaks or any... Oh, okay. Great, uh, another one. Grand Inquisitor. You could tell, like, this is my world. This is my rule. Don't fuck with me. You're going to have to kill me to take my spot. But with her, you never know what's going on in her head as a character. There's no real motivation that makes her... It doesn't make her anything interesting, even though she has very interesting motivations. doesn't make her a likable character. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes her... If anything, it makes her a forgettable character. Because she doesn't stand out. You know that's what I'm saying, but but that's the thing. Okay, listen, when I'm at work, right? Mm-hmm. I talk movies, TV shows, comics, anything geek related that anybody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. And when I'm ready to hype something, I'm like, "Yo, bro, did you see this? Bro, did you see that?" Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Yo, what you watch this week?" I even had a hard time telling somebody I watched Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm. Like, I, like there was nothing really to brag about. It, besides like, besides Vader, there's really nothing to really – there's nothing to be like, you must watch this show. And that's the truth because it's not must watch yet. It's, it's, it's like me being in the shop and I'm like, yo, bro, have you seen the new episode of Mandalorian? Yo, it's yeah. fire. Or even like, you know, many times people come in and then they're like, yo, have you seen Cobra Kai? I'm yeah, exactly. I'm just giving you an example. Stuff yeah. that kind of just like jumps at you and you'll be like, you like, like, yo, bam. Let's yeah. See. Yo, have you seen Ozark on Netflix? Yo, Ruth. Yo, she's no joke. Bro, let me tell you something. Ruth is... Yo, Ruth Lang mm-hmm. from Ozark mm-hmm. should be... Should have taken Vader's place. In our society today, the way oh. we are, all we need is a female Vader. A female Vader? <laughs> Why not? At this point... um. Yeah, no, I 110% agree with you with this. With this, um, it's not much, even though I'm excited to see the next episode, I'm not foaming at the mouth to be like, oh my I'm, god, I'm, oh my god. Yeah, you know I'm the same I mean? way. Like, I could either take it or leave it, even mm-hmm. if it aired like a week later, I wouldn't be like salivating, like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta watch this yeah. episode. Like, I think, I forgot what I was okay. I'm watching on Paramount Plus, um, The Offer. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I don't have Paramount. Okay, okay. so Paramount, I got it. I got Paramount Plus for, Plus for Halo. Still haven't finished the series. I'm watching all the shit. It's a good. Bro. Halo's pretty good though. I'm not gonna lie. I just haven't had time to sit through it. You're um, the only dude. You're the only dude that's actually told me in the last like three weeks that Halo's good. You want to hear something funny? And I could tell you why. Who the fuck wants to get Paramount Plus and add another streaming service? No, not even that. Like, so Halo is supposed to be Paramount's like flagship title. Yeah. And I heard it. I heard, I've heard from like six people that the show sucks. I I like it, but then again, like I said, I've only seen episode one. Yeah, you've only seen and, and on episode one, they already took off his helmet, no? Yeah, they did. And even though it's shitty, I'm okay with it. Like I, I had a, I got a guy that comes into work, right? And uh-huh. this guy is a super nerd, super geek. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, I can't even finish. I can't even finish Halo. He said it's so bad. 
I think people are just mad that they took off his helmet and that they showed that they they finally you know that was one thing that was interesting about Master Chief is that Master Chief could have been anybody and for the longest time remember they were kind of ruminating that he he was a she for a long time that it was kind of the same situation of like Samus like Samus for the longest time everyone thought Samus was a boy especially with the I name like Master, Samus I think Master Chief I would have been okay if Master Chief was a woman it would have absolutely would have been crazy it would have been, and you know what? I actually would have been for it. They got a really good actor to play him, though. I have to be honest with him. If you saw, um, if you saw American Gods, or if you even saw Orange is the New Black, it's if you saw Orange is the New Black, he was the security guard on that show. Okay. And if you, and if you saw first, the, the security guard from the first season, yes, the um, one that impregnated the chick. Yes, her. His name is. They All used right. to call him Porn, porn Stash. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and if you saw American Gods, he was the leprechaun, uh, leprechaun, and he was like fucking amazing as a leprechaun in that show. All right. Um, he, I really like him, and I think that's why I'm okay with him being Master Chief. And to be honest, if this was, if this show took place back in the day when we thought we were going to get a show, I would have loved Denzel Washington to play him. If I want to be honest with you, actually, well, Ma- I would. Master Chief. Yeah, his voice okay. just. I, I, I'm looking for that voice. This guy does a really good job, but there's so many other people I would. Charlie Theron would have been a pretty cool, uh, good um, choice as well. Charlie Theron, um, Idris Elba is another good choice that I would have picked for Master Chief. There's quite a few people I would pick for Master Chief, but because it's a TV show, you know they went with an actor who's good, but they don't have to pay that much. Um, so, like, even though he took off the helmet. And that is something I would, I honestly, I never thought in a million years when I saw that, that they were going to do that. Not in a million years, especially Mm. when the way the episode starts, it starts off hard and it starts off really good because you get the first person halo perspective at certain points that you just know it. You just see it from a mile away that like, oh, holy shit, this is the halo show. And then they take off his helmet and you're like, well. This guy. Um, what happened, man? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. But I was, uh, anyways. I, I, we'll see what happens by the end. But anyways, I'm watching the show The Offer, which has to do with, um, it's on Paramount Plus, and it is, it's the serialized show about the making of The Godfather and what happened on the set of The Godfather. Well, I heard about. That. I heard that was good. It's. I want to tell you this. Every time we finish another episode, I'm like, it, it, do we have another one to watch? Is there another no, one? That, that does on Paramount? Paramount Plus. All right. See, I it heard is, that was good. It was really, it's really good so far. It's almost done. We're on eight, uh, episode eight. So we got two more episodes. Um, that So two more weeks before it's over. It's like week by week. Yeah, I don't know if I'll pay for that. I mean, I I got, I'm paying for other stuff already. So Exactly. The only reason why I'm keeping Paramount Plus I can't believe that even happened. My kids love freaking Blues Clues and all those other kids shows. Then that's on Paramount. It's all Nickelodeon. All Nickelodeon. Wait a minute. Paramount owns Nickelodeon? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. So it's basically the kids streaming service. So my kids watch it more than I do. So that's how I ended up keeping it. Because I was going to, I was actually going to end the subscription. My wife was like, nah, let's keep it. You know, the girls are watching Paw Patrol and Peppa fucking Pig. So, no clue that Blue Clues was still on. That's crazy. Yo, I, you and me both. When I heard my my daughter knows who Blue's Clues is, wouldn't imagine that. 
I just gave I just gave my daughter uh, her original Blue's Clues doll bag. Did I you had really? That, yo, I have the original when it first came out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was mm-hmm. like, yo, you want this? Because if not, I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> uh, I think I have the chair, the thinking chair, somewhere. Okay. Like the pl- a plastic, like a little plastic one when I was a kid. Um, it's just crazy to think that's even still like on. Um, on TV, but anyway, so my daughter's watching that. She's watching a bunch of other stuff. So there we go. We ended up keeping the stupid thing. Um, but we're watching The Offer, and that has to be. It has to be so far one of my favorite shows that I'm watching so far. But it's it's what I wish Obi Wan was, which is like, I can't believe that fucking happened. When are we gonna see the next one? Yeah. Like, li- okay, I'll give you another example. Right before we started recording, I was watching The Offer, the latest, okay, right. the latest episode. And my, I told my wife, I was like, oh, damn, uh, we got to start recording in like a couple minutes. And she was like, she was like, oh, man, can we finish it? I was like, no, I'm going to start recording. We'll finish the rest tomorrow. It's not that much. We're like halfway through it. Episode eight. How many episodes are there? So far, eight. It's going to be 10 in total. It's a mini series. Okay, all right. It's very good. Very, very good. Um, it's very cool to see. It's very cool to see people that we know that are still alive being played by other actors, like a young Al Pacino being played by somebody else, and getting really? those Al Pacino mannerisms. You know, those kind crazy. of it. It is crazy. There's a guy in that show who's playing Marlon Brando. He plays him like perfectly. Oh my god, it is crazy. Wow. And like the and like the little like um, intricacies. Um. So I've been reading a lot of comics this week. Okay, all right. I read, and I, I called you today because I, I was going to tell you they had another copy of this. I finally got to read The Annual of TMNT. Okay. And it was really good. I, I haven't read that yet. That, that's on my backlist. I got the book, but it's on my backlist. You should totally read it when you get a chance. It is you know a good I, read. You know what it is? I've been, I've been trying to like go through my, like, in the, my indies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of like, I'm reading Independence, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is hit or miss. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there's more, there's more misses than there are hits. With the indies. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I'm just saying. So there's a lot of like misses with the hit or misses with the indies lately. Yeah, you know I. I like the independence because I feel like they bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. Like they're not restricted. Like, you know, Marvel and DC restricts their characters. Like these Absolutely. guys, like the writers can write anything they want, say whatever they want, draw whatever they want without it, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, restricted by copyright. Um, mm-hmm. That stuff they use for the comic books, you know, the comic code? yeah, the comic code or whatever that they, that yeah. they do. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think lately in comics, there's been kind of a lull. Like, there's nothing that's really hitting that I'm like, I have to read the next issue. Like, I'm kind of just reading the books because I have them and I have such a big backlog. And today when I went to go pick up my books, I only picked up four books. And that's kind of weird that I only got four books out of, like, all the books that came out last week. And I looked at the pull for next week, and there's like only like four books as well. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that it's like dwindling. 
And so I've been taking the opportunity to kind of just go back into my, um, into like the books that I already have that I was like, I'll read that later. I'll read that later and actually start, you know, reading stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I finally got to read Banner uh, Banner of War um, Alpha. Okay. Um, And I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of liked it. And I think because I'm weeks apart from it, from actually like from the initial like, bam, you should read it now. Um, So I had like, you know, I I wasn't, my expectation wasn't high. They're actually pretty like tapered. And so when I was reading it, I was like, I'm actually really I'm really digging this. I'm actually digging to see like this little thing. And a couple parts made me laugh, especially when he was like, who are you talking to? And they're like looking at it. They're basically looking at each other because one's talking to Betty and the other one's talking to Odin. And they're like, who are you talking to? Whatever. Anyways. And they start fighting. And then freaking the watcher is like basically made them do a Mortal Kombat fight um, with the whole health bar and everything. And I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so it kind of makes me interested, especially trying to figure out how did Odin get out of the hammer and now into the psyche of Bruce Banner that I'm trying to figure out. And I haven't read Thor, the new Thor, so I have no idea. Yeah. And I haven't read the, the most recent Hulk either. So I'm pretty behind on those. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Kate, the Kate stuff has been kind of like slow. I mean, it's a it's a really slow burn now at this point. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I kind of felt like he started strong, and then it's I think what I, I think what's killing I think what's killing a lot of these books is like the speculators. Like, yeah, you got to run out and get a book because mm-hmm. somebody's yelling and saying, "Oh my God, the Black Hulk!" And when I read the Hulk, I was like, "This is really lame." Yeah. I agree with you, especially with that last issue, which is funny because, like, usually I'm like, ah, TMNT is pretty okay, like, lately. But it's, honestly, it's been that that annual. I hope it was a preview to, like, a future series within the, within the universe. TMNT has been good. Yeah, th- this annual was fantastic. I have to be honest. It was all drawn by one artist. It, it was an artist and writer, like, by himself. So he was, it was another Daniel Warren. Yeah. So, um, and he told a story which was really interesting. Where at one point they go from wearing their usual, um, their usual, uh, you know, instead of the colored mask, they actually put the all red, all red mask by the end of the book. They're going back to the eighties. Yeah, and it looked really like the the story. I have to, I have to recommend it. it that was actually one of my favorite reads. Um, I haven't read the recent issues. Oh. I finally got to start the last issue of Last Ronin. It's really, really good. They were saving the good stuff to now. They really, really. Were. Listen, yeah. I tried. To, I tried. I tried to read that issue four. Just I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even finish it. Read it. Read it fast because they they're saving they're saving the heavy punch. Like you got issue one, which is awesome. Issue two, which is I think it's good. You were kind of iffy on it. That's the death of Raphael. But then they have the in betweens, which is three and four, and those are kind of like it is what it is. This yeah, last yeah, yeah. issue, this last issue starts with such a fucking gut punch, like reading it, that you're like, and it's nothing crazy happens, but it's all it is is a conversation between Michelangelo and the his ghost of his three brothers. 
And the mm. conversation is so intense that by the time you hit like page four or five that they've finished talking, you're like, holy shit, I need to reread that. It's a gut punch, that last issue. Just just the way they start. Mm. And I re- like, it, honestly, it's giving me hope to continue reading um, TMNT. And, and especially where we're going with Last Ronin. Yeah. Um, I still got to get back on that Last Ronin. I, I just kind of felt like the, the art and the writing just weren't connecting there. But yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the TMNT's been reading, been reading really well. Um, have you, besides any indies that stuck out to you that you read recently? Yo, I am reading this book that mm-hmm. I went to. Uh, it's called Past. The Last Mountain. Okay. Past it's an, in, it's an independent by a publishing company called CEX. Let me look that. Let me look that up. It's past the last mountain, like P A P A S T. Yeah, yeah. I am really enjoying this. I think, I, like, I was telling, I was telling a couple other people that if they've seen Sweet Sweet Tooth, yes, you, you would like this. Interesting. Oh, I've seen this cover with the one I want you for the uprising. Yeah. Okay, cool. Continue. Uh, continue. I'm gonna pull up. I, I just think that the book is really interesting. So you, the, what they do is they give you like a main story with like say f- six or seven pages, and then they give you like a filler story of random mm-hmm. other little tiny stories, maybe like three or four loose stories of like random fantasy D and D, Lord of the Rings type stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's that's the cover that I got. Interesting. Oops, not this. This is a cover you oh. got. There's a couple other ones though. Yeah. So this what is happens issue. is they have four different covers for each book. So what what is this book about? Okay. So basically, you have heck? a military base, right? Uh-huh. In this military, in this military base, you got all these creatures. Just like it's it's almost like they have them. Remember the Walking Dead. When everybody's like isolated yeah. to one area, think mm-hmm. of it like think of it like the government has all these creatures isolated away from the rest of the world. Like there's a cave, yeah, there's a cave with orcs hiding out, and yeah. you see this goblin that's on that picture there. Yeah. Okay, that goblin that, that goblin works for the government. He's like a, he's like a hunter. He brings them in. He's like a sheep herder. Oh, uh, he's a bastard. Okay. Yeah, whenever whenever you need whenever whenever they need like somebody to go get hunted, they bring that yeah. goblin in. I mean, they're just you see how you just pointed out that issue three? Yeah. Okay, I mean, so the issue two left issue two left out with a cliffhanger where they're gonna send them out to go recruit these escapees. Mm. So yeah, the, how many so the books have been so far, there's three, and I have four pre-ordered. Oh, okay. Which one was issue three? I didn't. This yeah, one? Issue three was the one you had up there, with the rope around the goblin's neck. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. I had it. Yeah, that book here. is not out yet, but that's. I mean, I'm really honestly. If I was waiting for a comic to read, I'm waiting for this. I can't, I'm excited to read the third book. Really. Do you think it's movie worthy? Like we're gonna maybe see a movie about this one day. That if you could write a book about Sweet Tooth, you could definitely write a book about this. Because think about it, right? Mm 
and I was imagining it. Like I hit the dude up on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, this book is worthy of a series for sure. Mm -hmm. Because you have a fawn. Yeah. If you don't a fawn is a you know what I'm not sure if you know, but for the people that are not that that don't know, it's like almost like half man, half deer or something. They're half goat, but yeah. Yeah, they look like goat, deer. But um, mm-hmm. you know they have the horns, so that's why I was it kind of threw me off at first. But yeah, well, whatever. So you have a fawn, you have a dragon, and then you have an orc. So the premise of the first book is the little short story is they're escaping this military base. So the mom, mm-hmm. you have a mom orc with the baby orc. Mom orc gets yeah, she gets you know she gets they they she's deaded they 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 kill her. Damn. Okay. And so now they're on the run, and the dragon is, think of think of the dragon like Obi Wan, you know, like he he has these powers like fire breathing and stuff, but he's being a punk, he don't want to mm-hmm. use it. But then at the last minute, he does use it, you know, to save his life. Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that actually sounds pretty cool. And so like, and so the baby get kind of gets away. Is that what it is? Yeah, the baby orc, the fawn, and the dragon. It's three people, well, three of these creatures, and now they had their they form a pact to stick together and survive. Because mm-hmm. now they're being hunted. You know, the, they don't want the government doesn't want these creatures out. I like it. Hmm. Like honestly, it I sounds think I like interesting. It, I think I like it better than Sweet Tooth, but it's only issue two. Okay. Like uh, I read, yeah. like I like I read two volumes of Sweet Tooth, and it was good. And then I just kind of gave up on it on see on like I gave up on the on the show and I gave up on the on the book because after a while I just felt like it was like it's like a giant circle with sweet tooth. Yeah, it got Um, repetitive. It got very repetitive, especially which is funny because with sweet tooth I went really far. I have the compendiums, the big ones. Yeah, and there's there's four of them. I read three of them before I got bored, so I was like pretty far in towards the end. Yeah, I read the first two. Completely, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I I was just like, I'm just gonna stop because it felt like the same stuff over and over again. And then it felt like there was no ending. Like they yeah, even be... the Netflix show. Like when I was watching it, I was the just like, bored. Yeah, that this it was supposed to be good, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, this one sounds interesting. Over the oh, excuse me, past Odin sleep, Odin sleep, Odin sleep. No, listen. I honestly mm-hmm. recommend it because when I read it, not for nothing, but for the price point, the book is five ninety nine, right? Thick. There's no, there's no ads, and the paper quality is really good. Interesting. I think I am gonna pick it up because it, it sounds, it sounds interesting that like these three creatures are like basically on the run, and then this goblin is kind of like the bastard is kind of like, uh, he, even though he's a creature, he's uh, he's Uncle Tom almost. Yes. Yes. And that's the way that that's the way issue two left off. So I'm kind of like, as soon as I picked up the book, bro, I read it on the spot, and I don't do that with too many comics. You, you know, know like, mm-hmm. I might just find I have to get it digitally just so I could catch up with you. Yeah, if it's good, why not? If you can pick up digital, go ahead. Like I, mm-hmm. I like some of the mini stories in the first book. Mm-hmm. I was ready to read the mini story in the second book, and I haven't gotten around to it only because I wanted to check out some other stuff. Interesting. And I, and I said I'll get back to it. And I will. 
Um, just to show everybody, this is the cover to TMNT, the annual. That cover's um, dope. Yeah, and this art style is the art style in the entire book, which is super dope. Just to give you a, a little bit of the pages. That's what it looks like. The action is it's quick. Might have to check that out. It's brutal. I mean, I'm trying to find other um <laughs> other interests. Like here's one, but I couldn't blow this up. This is the one I wanted to look because I was I, I read this book twice because there were some of these pages that I was like, oh shit, this just look at this. Like I I love the way that this book moved. Like it actually felt like they're running across the rooftops at one point. That looks dope. And I like it. Yeah, and their designs are I like this design. Like I want to read a whole series of just this guy writing and that's what I thought was pretty cool is that this guy um Juni Ba, he drew and wrote the entire book. And it's a thick book. It's not small for 6.99. It's like 65 pages or something like that. Yeah, his his art's pretty tight. Yeah, I really did like it. Um that's over the mountain. Um, I also got to read the annual for, I read a bunch of annuals, funny enough, for Geiger. I don't know if you finally got to read Geiger at all. I'm going to get around to it. I, I, I saw it that they had it up at the digital store. So I'm going to check that out. Oh, please do, because it's really good. And he's continuing. What it sounds like, he's doing spinoffs on the series. Um, it was written by Jeff Johns and... Um, Written by Jeff Johnson is by Garrett Frank, so the art is like the art is good. Yeah, there, there's you know no what? there's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. No, I was gonna say I, I I wanted to add another indie that I read that I thought was I thought was was dope, yo. Go ahead. Which indie? so I picked up and I don't even know. Like I randomly looked in the shelf, and I was over at mm -hmm. I was over at Cosmic Comics, and Chuck had a copy nice. of Cyberpunk. Oh, from the it, that's the one based on the the video game, right? Yeah, this one's called Cyberpunk Blackout by Dark Horse Comics. Okay, I don't know. It was the first listen. Is... I had not play, I had not played the game, but it got me to load the game up last night after I read this. I was like, I like this a lot. Like, I I'm excited mm -hmm. to read the second issue. So, what did you think of the game? I mean, I didn't get far in the game. The game's okay. I kind of like if I was gonna choose the game or the comic, this comic is dope. Comic. Like the comic, the comic is dope. I I, <clears throat> I I don't I didn't get that far in the video game. I probably played an hour of it. Like I am mm -hmm. past the car robbery in the game. Um, you go back to the building. You're back in the building, and you you gotta you know go to sleep, and then meet somebody. This is right yeah. after, like, I don't know if you got. Uh, this is right after, like, the uh, you do your first mission where you you're supposed to get the you're supposed to get the car, but then you go rescue some chick that's like dead in a hot tub yeah. or dead or dead yeah. in the bathroom or something. Yeah, and you with the the guy. Did you start doing the montage where you guys are working together like for good? Not yet. Well, that's the first. I I think that's where I left off at. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, I'm pretty. I was pretty far in the map. Remember one point I was really into that one. I was like, really it into the game. It, it, um, didn't, it a, didn't grab me the way I thought it was gonna grab me. Yeah, you know what it is is that if you 
at the time it was just something that just hit the spot that I wanted to I wanted to um, play because at the end of it, if you want to really break it down, and I don't want to sound mean to the people who worked on the game, it is Fallout but Cyberpunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's basically the Fallout games, but just you know, with more guns. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is what I read. Um, which is the 80 page giant or the annual for uh Geiger. That looked like one of those Walmart coopers. That's what I <laughs> it's funny that you said that. That's what this is what I feel like it is. They had other covers which look pretty dope, but basically um, Jeff Johns wrote like eh, a small portion of it, and then the rest was by Brian Hitch, um, Peter J. Tomasi, which his story was pretty good. Um, and it's a bunch of um, backstories to the universe, and it, it's actually it was pretty pretty cool, especially this one, Safari Bob. This one was this is Peter J. Tomasi's story that he did. Yeah. It's really interesting, and um, he already announced at the end of the book they announced their. Um, Oh boy! What I mean, um, the next series that will be coming from from uh, the Geiger universe, which is this Junkyard Joe. Okay, and all right. He looks he looks pretty dope, and he's supposed to be like, uh, almost like like those old fashioned comics. Like that's what it's supposed to look like, and like in reality, he's very like a brutal killing machine. It's really cool. I, I really do. Um, I'm really digging this universe that he's creating. And uh, I'm gonna check Gary that Frank's out. Geiger, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, Gary Frank's art is just like it is to the point. I, I can't. I I went all. Uh, that's a terrible picture. I went all in with his uh, with this book. Like I have multiple copies of issue one. Um, of that one, right? Yeah, this one. I have this cover. I have a couple of them. This is the uh, Jason Fabric cover. I have this one. Um, glow in the dark, yes, yes, it does. It does glow in the dark. I was looking for this cover, I couldn't find it. I think this was probably like one of those exclusives. This is one of the other glowing, glowing covers. Mm. Um, a second printing, I guess, for this one. But I really do, I like this book. So, anyways, I read the, the 80 page giant of this, and I, I really liked it. I'm really liking this. You have to try that. The other day, I checked out, um. There's another independent called Radiant Black. I wanted to read that. It looks pretty cool. What, what, I, read how is it? Issues. I read the first six issues. I mean, it's okay. Six. Uh huh. Do they move fast? Are you reading the first six? I was reading them at work. Oh, okay. You no, know, you know what happens? Like sometimes because, like, I'll I'll buy my pool, and then when I gotta go mm. to work, I I take some of these books and like. Some of them just get hair on it at work, and I'm like, oh, man, I got hair inside my plastic and board. The whole thing mm -hmm. becomes a mess. So I'm like, of course. I'm like, you know, whatever, man. So I'll, I'll, I decide that, you know, I pull out the iPad and I'll download something digital. So I downloaded Radiant Black because I heard somebody talking about mm -hmm. it. I'm like, let me see if this book is actually really good. I mean, the read is okay. It's like, you know, you got some kid that gets superpowers, and it's such a, oh, okay. it, it, has, it has such an independent feel to it. It's a cool looking costume for sure. Like that's what that's what kind of like drew me to it, the look of the costume. Yeah. This is the kid. But it sounds like it's been done before. Oh, Kyle Higgins wrote it. Okay. He wrote um uh Robin for a long time. Not Robin, Nightwing. 
you know, the concept isn't bad. Like, mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is another book I got. Radiant Sun. Or Sun... Rogue Sun. Yeah, that I didn't bother. That, that was an image title, right? Yeah, is this a sequel to it? It says that it's part of the Radiant Black universe. Radiant Black? Yeah, that's what it says. Radiant Black universe expanding. Rogue, um, Rogue, Rogue Sun, which I like. I like the cover of this, so I have this one. I think I showed yeah, you I had one no, of I had no clue that I had no clue that Rogue Sun was involved with the storyline. Mm, that's new to me, too. For sure. But yeah. That's pretty cool. So, would you recommend Radiant Black, or would you wait for, like, that's a, that's a trade paperback kind of read? I would wait for a trade. I mean, the first six issues were kind of, like, okay. I'm probably going to give it, if anything, I'd give it a 7.5. Okay. Like, it's an okay read. It's not anything earth-shattering where I got to recommend it to somebody, like I did Past of the Mountain. Like, Past of the Mountain, I'd recommend instantly, like, in a snap of a finger, like, yo, you got to read this. Like, Cyberpunk. Yeah. I would recommend Cyberpunk in a heartbeat. Like, yo, read Cyberpunk plaque. You won't be disappointed. Mm. Like, go pick it up. It's worth the four dollars. Nice. Um, past the mountain. Oh. Past past the mountain is worth the six dollars. I'm totally. I think I'm going to check it out for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Like radiant, the, like radiant. Like yeah, like radiant black is okay. I'm trying to see what other reads. Um, oh, you know what was good that I just read right before we did this. Uh, Spider Man 2099. What? I haven't I haven't read it, but read um, the main Spider-Man run, Amazing Spider-Man. I really like it. Yeah. Um, so was it? Well, I saw you had a video of it. Is it really that good? Because I read the first ish. What the whatever it is? Was it called the um, Omega? Whatever it was with him and Ghost Rider, and I thought it was okay. Yeah. Is this the same? I, mean, writer no? I like. I didn't read that one that you're talking about, but I, I read the mm -hmm. Winter Soldier one. Ah, uh, okay. I thought good. it was pretty badass. I mean, I, I enjoyed the artwork. I enjoyed the uh, the fight scenes were really good. Mm -hmm. Interesting. If I was gonna yeah, tell you, if I was gonna tell somebody to pick it up, I tell them, hey, try it out. I mean, I think it's worth it. It's worth the price for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I got into because of Geiger. I got it. I kind of went into a, a uh, Jeff Johns bin binge, so I started reading this finally. And I like it. Like he, he really does run this Flashpoint universe. Like he, he's done it right. Um, so I started with issue. I haven't started issue one yet. I'm I'm currently starting the uh, issue zero. Yeah. At the moment, you have you have this cover of issue zero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, I have the main one. Um, just to give you a little tease of the art inside. You know, freaking, he he really does understand this. Um, what's this cat's name? Thomas Wayne Batman. It makes me regret not having the figure because I really do like. I, I he's he's badass, for sure. Um, the figure to what? The figure to that character? Mm-hmm. To Thomas Wayne, I want him with the sword. That Target. One. I think Target has him. Does this? If they still have him, I'm definitely gonna pick it up. This is some see. Here's some artwork from inside the book. He's this. He's a badass um, character. I have to be honest with you. I really do like what Jeff Johns has been doing. 
um, with with his writing, the little that he has. Well, I don't know about you, sir. I think it's time to wrap up this episode of Geek Archives. What you think? I'm okay with that. I'm with it because I I need a nap. <laughs> uh, I agree. So do I. It's I'm glad we time. got our 40 minutes in, and I I had a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Despite we have to do this the, again soon. The, despite my random undisclosed location within yes. the layer. Let's give let's give him the let's give him the one. The undis- he has a head in the background. Look at that. That's so undisclosed. You'll never know where this head belongs to. <laughs> that head is that just belong- there. That, that head belongs to the last dude that tried to break it into the lair. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Free holders have to pull out the machete, you know. You pull out the machete, and if you see in the top left-hand corner, he has the umbrella, the um, the umbrella corporation on his side, as yes. you see. <laughs> All right, Frijoles. If they can find you, where can they find you? If they want where to find you, find where can they me? find you? They can find me anywhere they want. All they got to do is summon the bean. The bean. Nah, Colonel <laughs> underscore Frijoles at the eye of Frijoles. Awesome, and I'm at at Gothic at. Film Nerd, and uh, I think that's it. Signing off from Ben. Signing off from the Colonel, man. Don't See forget ya. to check us out on YouTube. Yes, well, you should be watching this on YouTube, so you know. Check know. us out on Inst- Instagram at yep. Geek Archive. At, wait, Geek underscore Archive underscore Li. Is that it? Yes. Okay. I finally remembered it. Let's take us out.